is the 200 level episode 169 and we're getting ready for the second half here and I really don't know where to begin. I have to say that as far as game watching experiences go, the first half of the Illinois-Indiana game was one of the most bizarre game watching experiences I've had and we just have Trevor and Isaac on to start this podcast and guys we have a laundry list of things to get to from that first half and I got to be honest the game itself is secondary at this point. I mean obviously it'll become important but Okay, Lafonso Ellis, smiling gleefully no matter what he's saying. That just annoys me to no end. Uh, Let's see, we have the NBA Draft Scout who has about eight minutes on the broadcast, including a split screen with this scout who no one really knows or cares about as the game is going on. Uh, Trevor, what was the other other things during the broadcast that absolutely infuriated you? Well, first of all, you neglected to mention the 10 to 15 second delay they had with the uh, NBA Draft guy, which was equally infuriating because not only was he taking up our time but it was extended because we had to wait 15 seconds for him to answer every question he had two different clock stoppages one of which was six minutes and nothing changed they did nothing they literally did nothing nobody switched the clock nobody fixed the clock they all just stood there and shrugged and then started again after standing around for five minutes not to mention anything about trent hitting a three he says something to the bench, but who cares? This soft ref who, God bless this man, must have had a horrible childhood, <laughs> decides that he's going to call a technical on that, kills the momentum. Five minutes later, you kill the momentum because of the clock problem. And ever since then, it has been the stupidest first half I've ever watched. Trace Jackson Davis, horrible mid-range shooter, hits a jumper. This Lander guy has made six threes all year, and he hits one. Io misses a look at the rim. And those are, in order, the 15th, 16th, and 17th stupidest things that happened that half. It was the, I feel like I want that hour back. And I feel like Hans Molman outside of the Quickie Mart when he tells that to Apu. And he's like, eh, I'd probably just waste it anyway. But yeah, I kind of want that hour back for a variety of reasons. Not the least of which is the fact that Illinois is trailing by seven right now. And I don't feel like they have any business doing so, regardless of all the extracurriculars. But Isaac, as you sit here on a one to 10 scale, frustration scale, where are you at and how much of it has to do with the game itself? Five out of 10. And I say five. Wow. Oh, okay. Actually, I thought you said, I'm, I thought you said, Isaac, I'm at a 10. And I thought that's impressive, but a five out of 10. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. I am just frustrated with, I, I say a five right in the middle because our play hasn't been perfect, but it hasn't been horrible. And then the watchability effect of this game has been pretty much horrible. And Trevor, to add to your list of things, apparently Race Thompson turned into Magic Johnson in the first half with those couple of those passes to Trace Jackson Davis. Infuriating. Um, it's, it's really frustrating, but really weird at the same time. I don't know how to explain it. It feels a lot like, I don't know, hopefully it's like the Northwestern first half where you come out in the second half and turn it up. But I don't think Indiana is very good. And I said it to you guys in the first half, Trace Jackson Davis is a good basketball player, but I don't, I don't get where all this hype comes from about how amazing he is. Kofi played solid defense on him a few possessions and he just looked like a decent big 10 big man. And if you lose this game, it is going to be like, well, that was really weird, but uh, I after, I was buying all in again after the Iowa game, thinking that you had turned the corner or were done doing those terrible halves of basketball and playing bad few-minute stretches. But 
I don't know. It's just frustrating that you're down seven to an Indiana team who, frankly, I don't think is very good. They aren't. They aren't that good. And I even titled yesterday's podcast, which was kind of like a preview of this game to an extent, but also a recap of Friday night. And I called it turning the corner because I legitimately thought that, like you, Isaac, and I think Trevor, you might be in the same boat. I thought they had turned a corner as I as I entered this game tonight. I thought, yeah, we're going to take care of business. And here's the thing. They still can. And I'm actually very interested to see this first four-minute stretch here in the second half. And I wouldn't be surprised if Illinois comes out guns blazing. We're about to start. And before we do, real quick, guys, I'm just going to hit the sponsors real quick. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Custom zones with any topping that you want or some of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. Use coupon code MIKE for 10% off your order. At, actually, not 10% off your order. That's 4th and Kirby. Jeez Louise. Even I am feeling the effects of the terrible broadcast from ESPN. DP Doe, coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. 4th and Kirby, online at 4thandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order and get your new lucky shirt. And if Illinois loses this game, guess what? You'll have to burn another shirt. No worries, though. Fourth and Kirby will have you covered. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at Fourth and Kirby. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian will take care of you. State Farm prices and great personalized service at brianismyguy.com. And we have a new sponsor, Rector Construction. They are the reliable roofing construction and remodeling company serving central Illinois and giving the community that's a key to their mission and their main desire to help better Champaign County. And this year of all years, the year to have your roof replaced, maybe your crawl space inspected, call 217-281-7000. That's 217-281-7000. Or visit rectorconstruction.com for a free estimate. And we are underway in the second half with the turnover from Adam Miller on a bad pass to Grandison and Miller with the foul. And it'll be a shooting foul. Did you guys catch, did you guys catch the clock issue? We have another one? No, it happened. They, uh, the clock started running before he inbounded the ball cool. to start the second half, and they cool. had to pause and reset the clock. Can I? Can, let's start with a basketball thing. Adam Miller's been bad. He made a three, and that's good. But uh, the first four minutes of the game, I look back to that. His guy was Al Durham who has two shots in the night, made both of his threes in the first four minutes because Adam Miller just lost him. And I know that Underwood has lauded how good Miller's been defensively, Trevor. But I got to be honest, if the guy's not making shots, he's not helping you out. But here's the problem. I don't know how many other guys he can go to. So he's got to play, essentially. Yeah. Right. And uh, it looks like he's getting yanked out of the... I'm a little bit ahead. I should have paused. But uh, he just threw the ball away. Again, um, so he's getting he, he's getting yanked, and Curbelo's coming in. Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, that that's one big issue. I think another one we have to start talking about is not that this is the biggest issue, but what the hell was that? Six. He he literally threw it ten feet over Grandison's head over to the bench. Okay, so he's coming out. Sorry, Trevor. I, I'm noticing that my the aggravation. Haircut. The haircut's not okay. helping. Go ahead, Trevor. Um, you allowed six offensive rebounds in that first half to a team that doesn't have a ton of size, and I just think. The DeMonte, what exactly would you say you're due here lately issue? And he can't really play the four. It was an amazing, frankly, miraculous run when he was able to play the four. Yeah. Um, obviously, I like what Grandison's brought, but I just think there's, you've still got this issue where it's like, you know, if you have three B plus guys at the four, do you really have anybody at the four? And I just, it, Georgie is. Fine, I guess, as a backup center. DeMonte's brought you nothing. 
Grandison has made up for that production, at least against Iowa. But I just still think there's a problem with the with the depth and the size to where, like, yeah, you have bodies. But, again, I just can't – like, I can't just sit there and rely on DeMonte to do what I thought he was capable of doing because he hasn't done it in a while. No, he and hasn't. I can't sit there and rely on Georgie to do anything. And that's a problem. And I know Georgie kind of figured things out the last couple weeks – Last year, if you go back to it, he was really bad late January, early February. I thought he kind of settled into a role. And I think we got, you know, kind of tantalized early this season thinking that Georgie, oh, well, at least offensively, he's back. And that's just simply not the case. We got a second foul here in Indiana with 855, 18.55 to go in the half. So Corbello being disruptive. But, you know, Isaac, Trevor just mentioned a lot of the issues in terms of depth. And I feel good about Grandison, even though it's been a sloppier performance for him. But, you're right. You know, Isaac, Georgie's struggling. DeMonte just kind of doing the standing and running thing that Grandison used to do. And as Kofi takes it in, he cannot finish. You know, Kofi, he's seven foot freaking two. And he can't make layups now. So what the hell? I don't know. Isaac, I need to defer to you. I, I thought I would not get angry tonight, but I guess I will. Uh, another interesting thing of the night. I don't know if either of you noticed, but it seems like our inbounds plays from underneath the basket are just throw Hail Marys to who's ever on the other side. So of the far, court to yeah. Catch the ball. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kofi's been frustrating too. He took it to Trace Jackson Davis last time, especially defensively. And tonight, I know Indiana's solid defensively, but they are really shutting Kofi down. Kofi, for the past, you know, couple months has just had that soft touch around the basket and tonight he can't make anything. Io's even missed a few layups and you get to the point, I'm not going to blow this way out of proportion for just this one game, but Carp, even if you come back from the seven point deficit and win tonight, I think I'm officially accepting that this team is just going to be this up and down team. Like I know we've talked about that, but for some reason it took me till February to accept that even when we go play, um, you know, Minnesota or when we go play anybody, it's just there's going to be a opportunity to lose that game somehow as Georgie hits a hey, miraculous and, three. And, and to your point, Isaac, I, I think that there is still a way that they can win this game where I may not fall back into that feeling that we've so often had this year where this team can make you pull your hair out with frustration because they just don't seem to quite live up to whatever we hope for them. Uh, yeah, and after the Iowa game, you know, here's the thing. Illinois, I don't think, played an A-plus game against Iowa. Is Indiana, who's this? I don't even know the names of these guys on Indiana. They aren't that good. And yet, Armand Franklin, of course. Yes, he's world beater when he plays Illinois. Uh, but, <laughs> God, badly missed three from Iowa that just rolls out of bounds. But to your point, Isaac, I think that, you know, the, the Iowa game was a B-plus effort for Illinois. And I think what encouraged me about that was, okay, you had a top-10 team at home. I still think this team could get better. And as February goes along, if it matches what you did last year, you're going to be in great position in March. But eventually, Trevor, you know, you kind of are what you are. And what this team is, is a team that is capable of being a top 10 team, but also capable of losing to a Maryland at home or kind of laying an egg, at least for a good portion of this Indiana game so far, as Curbelo goaltend accounts. So, Trevor... Can you talk me off the ledge or are you feeling a bit of the, I say ledge, I'm just frustrated, but are, are you feeling that same sort of thing or is, when are you going to hit that DEFCON 1? Eight minutes to go? Four minutes to go? Oh, yeah, for this game, and I think you nailed it, Carp. I, I, my 
frustration was entirely uh, independent of the game, as funny as it was. For some reason, yeah. just immediately from that technical foul, it just took me out of it. Like, really? That's what we're doing tonight? Really? And just from that point forward, it's like every two minutes there was something else stupid going on. So for me, it's like... We'll try with the steal. He's going to take it up, and it is good. So, the, hey, we got a two-point game and really good energy, at least at the start here. So, Trevor, sorry. No, no, I, I, I'm not. I guess what I mean is my frustration so far tonight has been more macro and fundamental. And, like, it's the principle of the thing. This, everything is stupid right now versus, like, I don't think they're going to win this game. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing. I mean, there's so much time left in this game, and I think if this pace continues at this rate... Illinois is going to be in good shape. You're starting to see the turnovers uh, come for Indiana. At least you're creating the turnovers. You're not in transition. Indiana's not a team that, you know, they scored 41 points in the first half. That's not good. But I, I thought to myself at half, okay, even though they're up seven, if they try to play this game for another 20 minutes, I actually like Illinois to eventually figure things out. And so far you have Illinois with, it looks like a seven to two run to start this half. It's a two-point Indiana lead with 16-10 to go and 10 on the so shot. just got yanked for Miller because he got a third foul. And that's... Uh, Curbelo has a tendency to pick up some cheap fouls. And I, listen, I know the whistles are going left and right tonight, but he has a tendency to do that regardless of how the officiating is. Okay, Race Thompson, of course, has 13. Not to be confused with Trace Jackson Davis, who has an inexplicable second Y in his first name. And then you have Christian with a K for Indiana. What do we have? Another goaltend for Indiana on Race Thompson? Is that a goaltend or a foul? I think it's on Trace Jackson. Okay. So they are going to call that a goaltend. It's a two-point Indiana lead. And Georgia I, with the drive. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if that hit the backboard or not. Can they review that, Trevor, outside of two minutes? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think it's funny that he finally initiates some good offense after he hits a three. He's so confidence-driven that it's frustrating at times. But As a junior, as a junior, it is frustrating. Okay, real quick, i got to remind you, DP Doe, this time I'll get it right, DP Doe, the coupon code is Mike for $5 calzones and $6 premium and construction zones. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So whether you need to celebrate with the calzone after Illinois pulls off an ugly win against Indiana, or maybe you just need to drown your sorrows with a delicious Maui Wowie. That was my favorite back in college, dpdo.com. Okay, so as we sit here, and what has been one of the weirder game experiences I've had, Isaac, I'll start with you and give you a quick bit of context. I was uber, uber confident coming into tonight's game. I was eerily calm. I thought we're going to take care of business, and they still very well may do that. But how early in that first half did you get that juice flowing? Because for me, it was... I mean, certainly the Trent Frazier technical foul. Before that, I thought I was just going to have a very pleasant game-watching experience. Yeah, for me, at the radio station earlier, I told Trevor and Lon, I don't know why, I was pretty confident. Lon was actually the one who was kind of hesitant to buy into Illinois tonight. But I would say, yeah, about midway through that first half, which seemed like it was already 9 o'clock by the time it was halfway through the first half, I... I think Kofi missed a layup. So this is after right, the yeah. Trent stuff. Yep. Kofi missed a pretty easy layup he should have made. And then I think Trace Jackson, or when Trace Jackson dunked on Kofi, I was like, of course, you know, <laughs> like somebody on Indiana is going to have an all-star night and you're just going to 
you're just going to be the victim of some crazy magical uh, performance by somebody on Indiana. But um, it was pretty infuriating. Yeah, in the span of 20 or 30 minutes, I basically did exactly what I thought I wasn't going to do and told myself I wasn't going to do, and that's get frustrated at a Tuesday night game in Bloomington. You know, and I think to really simplify this, Trevor, the reason that this Illinois team can be so frustrating is that more often than not, you know for a fact that you enter the game with the two best guys on the court. And I still think, as as iffy as Kofi's been tonight, you still have the two best guys on the court. And then the question becomes, is your supporting cast so much weaker than these random dudes on Indiana? And I think if if we're going to talk about Indiana, they aren't bad, but they aren't good in the traditional sense of the word. And that's what makes these sorts of games... Listen, I'd rather lose to an Indiana than like a Northwestern. You know, that'd be a, a far worse loss. But there's something just infuriating when you know that you probably are not taking these guys lightly. And yet you still just watch this game unfold and, and you're waiting for that run that can establish a lead and you can keep it. But it's just not going to be that easy. We've seen the last two matchups with Indiana at home. These games are going to go all 40 minutes and it's not going to be comfortable. Yeah, there's a few teams like that the last few years. Indiana is definitely one of them. I'd say Minnesota is the other one where I don't think, at least recently, they, they've never been bad enough to where they're like Northwestern and Nebraska levels of bad, and you just assume that you're going to win by 20 and anything less is a disappointment. But at the same time, I know for a fact that the Patino kid is not a good coach. I know for a fact right. that Archie yeah. just... He just a, he looks like a goof. He looks like a 12-year-old. <laughs> he I don't does look like trust a goof. his coaching ability. I just, it's one of those things where, again, Carp, for me, it's more of like a fundamental frustration where it's like, I know Indiana is going to have some really dumb losses. They're a stupid team. They're not that good, and their coach isn't that good. And it's the same thing with Minnesota, where it's like, yes, they've got good players, but I know that this is not a team built for March. So it's so frustrating when, you know, they're kind of, I guess, dogging you in a sense. And, and, and flexing on you because it's like, I I don't know. It's like, I don't know. It's like being a senior in high school and getting dunked on by a freshman or something. That freshman yeah. may eventually yeah. be good, but at the same time, it's like, dude, don't let that happen. Please go sit back down to where you're supposed to be. Like that shouldn't be happening. Adam Miller badly misses a three, but Iowa gets the board. It is up. It is no good. And Illinois had three opportunities and then they end up fouling Indiana. Uh, I got to give credit to Georgie because he corralled a miss from Kofi Three opportunities, and, and you don't really... Okay, listen, Adam Miller's struggling, Isaac. That's just... It is what it is. He's bad right now. Again, and I thought he had actually maybe tur- turning a corner. I used that already too much, but I thought after the Penn State game and whatever the game was before that, that he was actually starting to come into his own and establish that, okay, he can go for eight points a game as opposed to zero. He's got three tonight, but he's just bad. He's bad, and and... and I, I unfortunately just don't have any other options the way that DeMonte's playing at the moment. Yeah, and Curbelo starting, we've kind of gone through obviously the past month or two, and I think it's still still better probably to have him come off the bench. With Adam, he's you knew basically oh my Oh my God. good God. Kiss my oh ass. Oh my gosh. Georgie gets a foul called on him as Trace Jackson corrals a steal from Andre Corbello to go up four. He'll go to the line to go up five. And this Indiana team is just annoying as hell. Just grab the ball. Uh, you left anyway. out the part where Corbello was knocked in the next week by an illegal screen. Yes. Continue. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, 
Adam Miller, though, we knew when he came to Illinois that he was going to have nights, right, where he goes two for 13. But then we also thought there was going to be plenty of nights where he went eight for 11 and hit six threes, which we just haven't really seen. So I'm hoping it's just he better get all these kinks out freshman year. And you would love to see if he's going to have cold nights from the three-point line, you'd love to see him pick it up, you know, on defense or grab some rebounds or dish out some assists. And he's really just not doing much anywhere. Um, I wish he had. He's your best option, I think. And if he can knock down a couple threes, he can instantly be a threat. Trevor, he had some type of game other than the three point game right now. He can't take it to the basket. I I mean, I think we saw it a few times against that, you know, the the multi team event. So I'm not really counting that. But it it just seems so one dimensional offensively right now that, you know, he was not brought here to be stand in the corner and shoot a three. That's like Aaron Jordan is what he is right now. And that's no offense to Aaron Jordan, but like, take it to the rim, see what happens. And, but when he does, he just, it's like DeMonte taking it to the rim. And that's kind of scary. Cause I, I don't see that burst out of Adam Miller yeah. that you would hope for, or think, think that you get from uh, Mr. Basketball. Yeah. I think, I mean, somebody like Derek or one of the guys that comes on the radio, Trevor could give a better analysis, but, it seems like for Adam in high school, we constantly saw highlights of him dunking on people and taking it to the rim and driving and everything. So it might just be uh, as simple as transitioning his body and everything to the college game. I mean, you look out there and Adam's not the biggest guy on the court. That's for sure. He's like the size of Trent pretty much. So he's going to have to change and get better at going to the hoop in, in the big 10. All right. So Illinois gets a stop there. Whoever this 32 for Indiana is, I have no idea, but he just, He's got some athleticism. He took it to the rim and missed it. I think that's Thompson. No, Thompson's 25. Uh, Trent just loses it taking... I know, exactly. They don't put names on the back of their jerseys because Indiana basketball's special and they're they're all about the team, just like Penn State football. They're holier than thou and it's just annoying. It's stupid. Except they're not. Exactly. For the last decade, they've had a sub-500 record. Right. No, I know. Trust me, that was tongue-in-cheek. They are not. Okay. Yeah, I know. I just. But you know what they are actually is they they are kind of like what Nebraska is to football. That's what Indiana is to basketball. Where I was talking with Jeremy about this, and you look back to Nebraska, and they make a national title with Frank Solich, I think, in two thousand one with Eric Crouch, and then since then they went from pretty good to just eh, not very good at all. And that's kind of what Indiana is. Where in the early two thousands they made a national title game. Nice defense here. Iowa gets a block. And Curbelo brings it across the timeline here. Two-point lead for Indiana. So, you know, we're talking about this game, guys, and it seems or at least feels like it's more than a two-point deficit. Kofi gets blocked, and Kofi dunks it, and one. Please tell me that's and one. The, the Let's go. Whew. That's huge. See, why does he not – I mean, it's easy for me to say I'm five foot ten and I can't dunk, but why does he not do that every time he's that close? It does seem that it's not that simple for every guy, but you would think for him it could be, right? Like Mike Tisdale was seven foot, and he wasn't going to dunk every time because he was Mike Tisdale. But yeah, you would think Kofi could. But that was nice. This is a random throwback memory. Was that Underwood's first year? Remember, he used to sub out like no other, and we would have four new guys in every 30 seconds, and it drove me up a wall, I remember, because you could never get any sort of chemistry or anything. Was that his first year? What, Mike Tisdale? No, uh, Underwood's first year when he would just sub out. Oh, you're just talking about the substitution patterns. Yeah, I think that was part of the whole idea that 
you know, you were going to play, it's not called Havoc defense, that's Shaka Smart, but whatever that defensive system was that Underwood wanted to run and did for the first two years, I think that was just keep your guys fresh so they come out there and they run out run out there like a bunch of chickens. Well, he wanted the whole six-second or seven-second offense, high-pressure, high full-court defense. And, I mean, first of all, I feel like if something big happens this year, like let's say they make the Final Four, this is kind of an aside, but I really think we should note how nice it was that he literally completely inverted his entire Absolutely. system and scheme. Because I, I know it was kind of talked about, but I mean, he philosophically changed who he was as a coach, basically to match Kofi. And, and I, I just, you know, in the context of Lovey and never doing a damn thing, and frankly, a lot of coaches who probably wouldn't, I feel like we don't credit him enough for the fact that he completely overhauled his system. You know, honestly, Trevor, more than anything, that gives me hope that this thing can work. And I think part of it was that you coupled that with Lovey Smith just being unwilling to make any changes. Crabello makes the layup. So Illinois with a three-point lead here at 1240 to go in the game, 50 to 47. Crabello has been fantastic tonight. 9-2 run. And here's, I was going to say this real quick, guys, before we go back to that point about Underwood, Trevor. If Crabello can avoid that fourth foul, you're going to win this game. You're going to, and I know that's a very kind of like odd you know, qualifier, but if, if Corbello just avoids foul trouble and is out there for the majority of the second half, you are going to win. I, I say that like with as much certainty as any other factor in this game. Uh, but I think part of that, Trevor, was that you coupled Lovey's stubbornness with the fact that Underwood last year made that change and that, you know, listen, the recruiting still kind of concerns me going into 2021, but I, I think that when you have that flexibility in the way the college basketball is now, I think things will kind of take care of themselves for Underwood. And that is presumptuous. I get it, but I have more comfort, Trevor, knowing that. Well, he's given you the benefit of the doubt, right? It was it was becoming so frustrating to say, you know, well, just kind of blindly hope that Lovey gets it done because the writing was all over the wall that he showed no ability to adapt. Whereas even if it doesn't work out exactly how you'd like it to, at least Underwood has demonstrated an ability to not only adapt, but like I said, overhaul. Uh, his whole system. And so, you know, you, you feel like you're, you're giving him a longer leash simply based off the fact that he has, he has demonstrated an ability to fit his system to the team that he's got. And he could do it again in three years. If, if he doesn't have a great big guy, but he's got more speedy guys on the wing. How is this? Okay. We have a foul on Adam Miller and race Thompson just plunged his shoulder into him. The, the, it was the kind of contact where it doesn't matter if Adam Miller's set or not. Wait, really? I thought they called a charge on that. No, hell no. So did I. That's my, I was saying this in the first half. That's my biggest pet peeve. I think they call the dumb offensive foul on IO, and then they don't replay it. So I guess it's 2021. We can rewind it. But it's like, it's almost sketchy as if they want to skip to commercials so you can't think about it or re-see it. I actually had to lean back. I'm sitting on the futon now in the sunroom, and I was sitting up to be more alert and kind of like into the game, but I had to physically change something to kind of calm my nerves. So I'm leaning back and trying to just, you know, take it in. And by the way, Illinois with a three-point lead, all things considered. And what that tells me, Isaac, is that you are better than they are. Like they've gotten all the breaks and they've made shots that they don't normally make, and yet you are leading by three. So at this point... I'm going to save the frustration and just think that, hey, everything's going to work out, but oh my God, if they lose, <laughs> you are better than they yeah, are. It's, 
it's funny because it almost feels like, you know, when you think of classic home cooking, I, I think of like a 1985 old school basketball game where the home home referee is actually juicing up the calls, you know, and uh, there's a bunch of fans screaming and, but, but this is different. It's like a scrimmage for these guys. There's no fans or anything. So there's no reason why the rest should be influenced one way or the other, but yet it feels like they are, uh, it's just old fashioned home cooking. So, but the breaks are bound to stop knock on wood. I just knocked on wood, but um, you like, if you're going to take a positive from that and have a glass half full kind of guy, you like to think that you'd rather be the better team than be the lucky team that's got all the breaks. Real quick, guys, before we get uh, to this under-12 timeout or when we come back from it, a reminder that the two under-level is brought to you by 4th and Kirby online at 4thandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order and get your new lucky shirt. Hopefully, you don't need to burn any shirts tonight, but you can always add your collection from 4thandkirby.com. Okay, so we sit here in just a quick game reset. Let's take a look at the old box score and see how guys are doing tonight. 50-47, to 47, Illinois lead with 11.55 to go. Uh, it is 9.43 p.m., and guys, I'm not going to play the whole I need some coffee thing, but I do like a good bedtime, and I hate when college basketball games go two hours and 20 minutes, and this one will. But you know what? If we win, who cares? Uh, Io, 10 points, two for nine shooting. Wow. Uh, but six for six from the line. And that's kind of similar to what Trace Jackson Davis is doing. 14 points on 4 of 13 shooting, but he's 6 of 7 from the line. Elsewhere for Illinois, Kofi with 9. It looks like he's starting to get into a rhythm a little bit. Trent with 5. Even though offensively he hasn't been great, I think that he's still been pretty good tonight. Uh, Grandison with 5 himself. Adam Miller with 4 on 1 of 5 shooting. But this is it, guys. I'm telling you, Curbelo, if he can avoid that 4th foul. 10 points. Uh, 1 assist, which kind of surprises me, but 4 for 4 from the line. And he's Creating contact, it seems like, every time, Trevor. I just get the feeling that if it came down to it and every possession counts, is going to keep drawing fouls, going to the line and making a high clip of his free throws, and that can be the difference. Well, and you can tell that Underwood agrees with you because he brought him back in with um, two fouls in the first half, which coaches hardly ever do. I, I think that's stupid as an aside. But and, and also, late in the Iowa game, he was your starting point guard. And so... You know, much was made about the start Curbelo, and I totally understand why it was. Um, but I do think it speaks volumes that it looks like Underwood values him as one of your top five guys in the clutch moments and even when he's got foul trouble stacked against him. I need to look at this Race Thompson guy's stats and see if he's actually good. Because it seems like he's really good against Illinois. And we were talking, I think, during the Iowa game when Trent went off with 24 points. If you're Iowa thinking, oh, God, that Trent Frazier guy always goes up against Illinois. But I feel like Race Thompson always, oh, God, I like that take from Georgie, but it just didn't fall. Uh, I mean, how good is Race Thompson? I'm going to look that up as you guys ponder that question. I guess he's he's averages about eight, nine points a game. So I guess he could do worse. Yeah, but what's he at right now? He's at like 15 Right, so he's doubling his average. It's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, what just happened there, guys? I was too busy looking at Race Thompson's stats, and DeMonte looks frustrated. Uh, well, he fouled Race, so he's going back to the line. We're in the bonus? Or they're in the bonus? Cool. Uh, I think it's the one and one. Eight foul. And ball don't lie, as is often said. Missed free throw on the front end, the one and one. 50 to 49, Illinois lead with 11 points. ready for Georgie to do some stupid stuff in a second. Oh, God. Just... 
I got, I'll just let the dead air, the pregnant pause. Okay, dunk the ball. Good Lord. He gets blocked twice, of course. He gets blocked twice, and then, and then he then dies the foul. on the guy who blocked him, and he fouls. <laughs> it's almost comical that you could get rejected so bad twice and then foul somebody. <laughs> you know, you fouls feel bad. are 10 to 5. Illinois so far in the second half. It'd be funny if you didn't have a potential Big Ten title on the line. You know, like, I mean, you're absolutely right. It is it is on its face comical, Isaac, but it's like, you're well, a junior. It's almost like, if I thought of a bad possession for Georgie, it, I don't was think it. I could have drawn it up that <laughs> no. worse. And here we are at the free throw line again. And they're going to be yeah, in the double bonus the rest of the way. With 11 minutes to go, they're going to be in the double bonus. And Al Durham makes his free throw. I don't even know these guys. Like, and I know that the last two games at home have been close against this freaking Indiana team, but it's just uh, there's no analysis there. I got nothing to add except for the fact I'm aggravated. Fifty-one to fifty, Indiana. To, to Isaac's point about the home cooking, and I do think Dockage made a good point about this actually. And Isaac, I agree with what you're saying. It almost feels like the home cooking. Because you're right, Isaac, I agree that it almost, when you say it, it feels like like a 1985 thing, like, oh, the home cooking. It, it seems like now the refs, if you could make an argument that they're doing something to mess with the game, it's almost more about themselves personally, and Dockage kind of hit on this, than it is like one team or the other. Like, it feels like they want airtime, they want TV time, they want to make a statement, they want to be in control, they want to say, no, Trent, you can't cuss. Like it feels more like instead of saying we're going to screw Illinois or we're going to screw Indiana, it's more like I am going to take over this game. You know, and to that point, Trevor, uh, we have a family sports threat as Curbelo drops, uh, turns it over, and Indiana's going to miss a layup, and it's off to Monte. Even though I don't know there was any way that the ball could go that way if Indiana didn't hit it off. But regardless. To that point, my dad mentioned Ed Hightower, or I think uh, my brother-in-law mentioned it. And back in the day, Ed Hightower was known as, and there was also TV Teddy, so Ted Valentine. But the thing right. is, those games didn't go for two hours and 20 minutes, and this one is. This game will never right, freaking end. Right, and, and again, I don't know if that's a problem with the NCAA and how they judge their refs, but again, Dockage hit on that. It's like they are so, I don't know if scared is the word, but they are so... You know, they want to make sure that everything is so perfect that we've lost sight of just how the game is supposed to go. You know, we're lucky. We're lucky the Iowa game had flow. I mean, yeah. the officiating did not really get... I know Iowa fans can mention the goaltend, except that was the right call. I don't think, and this is easy to say as the team that won the game, I don't feel like the refs had a huge impact on what was going on with that. Now, of course, are they going to the booth to review if this is a shot clock? If if Trace Jackson Davis got it off in time. They're actually going to review wrong? this? What was wrong with the officials in the IO game? I'm actually asking. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't think there was anything. I, I thought it was I, fine, I, but again, easy to Iowa, say. It was just Iowa fans that I saw on Twitter were upset that uh, Garza was getting called for weak stuff. But, I mean, maybe I'm just biased. I didn't notice it either. Oh, my God. I just I think the, 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 the five-second call against Curbelo and Io was correct. I understand Illinois fans' frustration that the ref only held his hand out to four, but if you put a timer on that, it was like six and a half seconds. You know what's so, so stupid just, about... I, I don't know. I, I mean, the five-second violation thing, like, it, what's so silly about that is the inexact, oh my God, Iowa can't make a layup. He's two for 10 from the field. You got to eventually have your All-American make shots, and he's not. 
you're only down one. And you're, it's fortuitous that you're only down one at this point because this is just sloppy crap from Illinois. Trace Jackson Davis trying to back down Kofi. We got 940 to go in the game. This number 32 feller, he takes it to the rim. There's a lot of contact, no foul called, and a lot of contact again, no foul called. So Illinois gets the ball back down one with 930 to go. Crabello bringing it up here. Eventually, someone's got to hit a shot. And the pace is fine, but no one's making a shot. Io will miss that off the front end of the rim. Not a good shot. Not just because he missed it, Trevor, but like that's 18 to go on the shot clock and you're shooting an 18-foot shot from the elbow. That's not even his shot. Yep, and he just got called for his fourth. Cool. You know, it's just... You got the two best guys on the court, I'd like to think, but it doesn't matter. And uh, I don't know. This pisses me off. He, he, um, and I, it, it, I hate doing it because it's like we're dumping on him when he's having one bad game. He just had like 25 and dunked against Luka Garza. But you got to so do not. a night in, night out. If you came back to win a national title or a Big Ten title or any of this crap that this team thought that they were going to accomplish, you need to eventually do it every night to an extent. Right. You can't have this I, kind I, of off night. Yeah. And I just, I, I was going to say, like, I, he has, he's, I don't know how to put it. He is his off nights are um, impressive enough from like a box score standpoint that I don't really know that they ever look like true off nights. Now tonight may be an exception because two for eleven and potentially fouling out. I mean that's a problem. But he'll have these unimpressive yet impressive games where like he has the quietest eighteen points you've ever seen, and yet if you surveyed like a fan like we are walking out of that game and said you know, who were the most important players, Iowa would be like fourth or fifth. And yet he finishes with 18 because he hits eight free throws and he gets a few driving layups, but it doesn't feel like he commanded the game, if that makes sense. And I've just seen that a few times this year. You know, the Missouri game was one of the rare exceptions. I think that Iowa had a really good game and you lost. And, you know, go back to the Ohio State game. Iowa did have 22, but he was six for 16 from the field. So how efficient was he? I don't know. You go back to the Maryland game. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, the Maryland game was 23 points on 9 of 23. Well, we got a foul on Indiana now. So they got Yeah, their... it's just annoying. There's no pace. There's no flow to this game. And I mean, both teams are going to be in the double bonus with eight minutes to go. I, I, You know what I hate is the feeling that I'm going to be so frustrated at the end of this that I won't be able to go to sleep when I want to. Like, Friday night was the opposite of that. And, Andre Curbelo can't make his free throw, even though he was 4 for 4 before that. But... Uh, you know, it's one thing to lose. It's another to have to drag it out for 150 freaking minutes. Thousand paper cuts, and then finally, well, you just lost the game, and we got a foul on Kofi. This freaking game will never end. Guys, I am I am so tempted. I love talking to you. I'm just tempted to turn the TV off, end the podcast, and just go about my evening, and then wake up and see what happens. I, I, I've lost my genuine, or at least part of it, interest uh. in this game. This game has sucked. It's, it's not it's fun. Just, it's easy to go after the referees, I know, but oh my, every... What? Well, that, are we talking trash a, now? What the a, hell are we doing? That was a foul, but Trace Jackson Davis chucks up a backyard basketball shot and Kofi fouls him. It's almost like the referees decide before the possession, like, all right, we're going to find a way to call a foul or not on this. What just happened? I thought we were going to commercial. What just happened? Uh, 8.30 uh, to go, 7 nothing run for Indiana, Curbelo taking it to the rim. I mean, I don't even know what that circus shot was. Kofi corrals it. Will he finish it? He does a dunk and one. That's you. Make your free See, throw, Kofi. Come on, man. To, 
basketball everywhere. If you were showing a video on how to play a basketball game, you should not show this game. No, it's terrible. And that's the thing. Like, this should be fun. In this freaking year of all years, where all we get are these nice little two-hour reprieves from everything else going on, and we got to watch this dragged-out garbage. And and the teams aren't helping. I get that. But you know what? It's kind of hard to get into a game when there's no flow to begin with because the officiating is so piss poor. We got a lane violation on... And now we're arguing who violated the... It's just... It's so stupid. Oh, my God. And Carp, I hey. feel like it's happening a lot, too. I don't know if that's a COVID thing or not, but it just... I don't know. It just seems like, especially in the Big Ten with all these teams that have been affected, there's just a lot of games where it's like... God, just this like 58, 56 slog of a game that lasts two hours and 40 minutes. Kofi makes his if free you, throw. Isaac. It, if you, I'm not, I'll say it, whatever. <laughs> say it, I'm, go, too go. Far. I'm too far in. If you say you lose by two or three points, I'm just going to think back to the Trent uh, technical. I'm sorry. You know, and here's the thing. I understand why some would argue that, well, that came early in the game and you got plenty of time to overcome it. But every point matters. And oh god, three pointer for Indiana. It sets the standard for the stupid. So this Christian, who inexplicably, it's K H R I S. Whatever. Listen, the names on Indiana are just one of the many reasons I can't stand them. Plus the fact that you don't even know what their last names are because they don't put on their jerseys because they're Indiana. Trevor, the three point shot. It is up. It is good, and that is monstrous. Seven forty to go. Okay, so before I go down the rabbit hole of complaining about things that don't need complaining about. And we have a timeout. Was it a timeout, or did the officials just decide to blow a whistle so we go to the TV timeout? Who even knows at this point? People are going to think I sound miserable, and I probably do, guys, but this just sucks. Like, this game is garbage. This game is offensive to basketball. It is. Like, (laughs) so there's all this talk, and I get it because it's a competitive conference, and there's a lot of weak conferences but this must be a national thing, just the quality of play. And I, I don't know, Trevor or Isaac, if you mentioned the COVID impact of this. Listen, it, I mentioned this on a few podcasts ago, one of the solo pods, how I was going to try to treat some of these games and these performances with a little more grace and compassion in regards to the fact that all these college athletes are essentially having to live in their own bubbles and not see friends and family. And they go to class And they go to practice and they play the games and they go back to their apartment and they spend most of their time in their apartment. And that's all they can really do. And that naturally it's going to have an adverse effect on the quality of play. I mean, they're 18 to 22 year olds. I would not be handling this well if I was 18 to 22 years old. And no crowds. And no crowds. And, you know, your your family can't even come see it in most stadiums. I guess Indiana, they actually allow their own um, parents to go see it. But, you know, listen, this year sucks for everybody. and It's going to have different effects on it. And I'm sure that to some extent it has an impact on the quality of the game. But this has so many external factors making this game measurably worse that have nothing to do with COVID. Like these are deliberate things being done by the officials and then couple that with not very good play from the two teams. And this is just a mess. I hate this game. This this might be my least favorite game of the year so far. And there's been some stinkers. I mean, what was the what was the winner before this? Missouri, Maryland, right? Maryland was a drag. I think Maryland for me. Yeah, that that sounds right. I think Penn State for the first three minutes on the road was was approaching that territory, but that was quickly remedied. Hmm. The ending of Mizzou was painful too. 
Oh, Just God, with the technical file and everything. Yeah. The uh, elbow, the flagrant one. Yeah, yeah flagrant, sorry. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference? It's it, it essentially was a big possession, even though I think we talked about it back then, that Illinois did plenty to lose that game. But in a weird way, like, that game and losing like that is in some ways easier to swallow because you were the reason you lost that game. You know, like, you were yeah. culpable. More so than this game, I'm still trying to figure out who's responsible for this. You know, like... Who is responsible for what we're witnessing right now? And it's a little bit of everything, but I feel like it's less to do with Illinois' performance and more to do with just the weirdest game I've seen in a long time. So before we get to the last 743 of this game, and I wonder if you're going to see Io here uh, for the rest of the game, even with four fouls. But a uh, real quick reminder, <laughs> poor sponsors, you know, or people actually listening to this. You know, what would be funny, guys, is if Illinois wins triumphantly, and they get 45 minutes of just us bitching and moaning about it. Kind of like the Northwestern there, game. By the way. He's not okay. Uh, real quick, though, uh, brianismyguy.com for State Farm agent Brian Hansen. Brian was a huge help when we moved into our new place. Got homeowners in order with great State Farm prices. But best of all, the process was so easy with great personalized service from Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Okay. 7.35 to go. Indiana with the ball. One-point lead. Feels like Illinois probably should be down more. Oh, God, Al Durham is going to shoot a 20-footer, and it's no good. But Indiana gets the board. Fresh shot clock. 7.20 to go. This is Christian Lander. He's had a good game, of course. Why not? Down to Trace Jackson Davis. Trying to take it on Kofi, and they call the foul and one. Yep. How many is that on Kofi? And now we get another timeout because Archie Miller called a timeout, so that wasn't the under-eight timeout. So now we're getting the under-eight timeout, even though we just had a three-minute timeout. Now we have another three-minute timeout. Jesus Christ. I don't know, guys. I mean, people are going to hear the actual... This is genuine, like, (laughs) despair, which you should not associate that with sports. It is just a game. This is genuine despair. The fact it's 10 o'clock and we've got eight more minutes of this garbage. And God knows with double bonus for both teams, it's going to be a while. You got to even think ESPN's thinking, what the hell? Like Scott Van Pelt, is he still doing the sports center? Yeah, they've got SVP coming on at 10 and he's probably thinking he's going to have to cut his show by half an hour. Now, people tuning in for SVP, they're going to see, wow, this is a close Big Ten game. This must be fun. And then they're going to settle in for it and realize this isn't fun at all. It's terrible. Okay, uh, let's see here. Might as well as we got another time out here. Hey, we do have a new sponsor. We really appreciate these guys at Rector Construction. They are the reliable roofing, construction, and remodeling company, and they serve Champaign, Illinois, and really actually central Illinois. Go online to rectorconstruction.com, or you can call them at 217-281-7000. That's 217-281-7000 for Rector Construction today. All right. As Why are they, we advertising Carolina Duke? Well, like, they, they, they got stink. to. I know. They're, they're pretty bad right they now. They don't, though. They really don't. I would like them to put 17-0 Drake against whoever they're playing this Saturday on in primetime instead of that game. Listen, man, why do they do anything on ESPN? I mean, we had Brian Schmatz split screen for about five minutes during the first half to talk us about that was <laughs> That was some of the worst ESPN programming I've ever seen, and I've been watching hardcore since I was like eight. Like, you're talking, and you're, you're taking up a third of the screen talking about if Cade Cunningham is going to go play for the worst NBA team and probably win eight games next year. 
And it, it has nothing to do with the Big Ten. It has nothing to do with Illinois. It has nothing to do with Indiana. It's different if you bring somebody on to talk about Io, Trace, and Kofi for like a minute, right? But if you're going to bring in somebody, it's like they took a segment from July of 2021 before the draft and decided to put it in the middle of the Illinois-Indiana game in February. Isaac, I uh, that was a great point, but I got to admit that I was laughing because if we were to crop that, it said I started watching hardcore when I was eight, and I thought, good Lord. <laughs> <laughs> man, oh, man. Uh, okay, so we are back, I think, as they're showing us highlights. I say highlights. That's a loosely used term for this game. Do, was, do you know how many Kofi has? I, I'm sorry, do you have it in front of you? How many fouls or points? Uh, fouls. Let's check the old score app here. See if it's updated. I think you gotta put Iowa in there for the rest of the game and just say don't play defense, essentially. He's not in. Hmm. Okay, so Kofi has uh three personal fouls. This is where you have to have Adam step up. <sighs> well, good luck with that. You know, I mean it well, could I'm happen. Just saying, I, guess, or Trent. I mean, somebody's got to. No, somebody's got to. Uh, missed free throw, so that's big. Indiana has not really been shooting their free throws well tonight, and maybe that, I'd love to think that's the narrative that bites them in the butt when this thing's said and done. Crabella with the ball. Trent, top of the perimeter here. We got seven minutes to go, three-point Indiana lead. I cannot believe it's not more. Uh, Crabello feeds Kofi. Kofi with the dunk. That was beautiful. 59 to 58, and a little what two. now? Oh, God. What? Why Jesus. are we stopped? Uh, that's a good question. Kofi dunks it, and then he runs away, so there's no problem with that. He runs away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. You gotta, be, you gotta be careful. You gotta quickly get out of the situation so you don't get teed up. Okay, 59 to 58. Who knows why? Who, who knows why? But it, again, we had a great moment. It should have resulted in what was a big possession for Indiana, and now we're waiting. And nothing happened, Trevor, just like the first half. Nothing happened. There was no need to stop the game. This is so dumb. I am just, you know, back in my younger years, guys, I would have broken a remote control by now, but I've, I've grown, I've matured. I just come funny behind a microphone is, and complain. <laughs> the funny thing is, this game is going to end in like the high 70s just because how drawn out it's been. Sure. Though it yeah. feels like a game that deserves to end in the high 40s. Oh, Trace Jackson Davis with that mid-range game, guys. He's at it. He's, uh, it's not That's his fault. That's what I get for talking about him. Yeah, but you know, you've done well against him the last two games, and he is six for 15 from the field. So, you know, not really efficient. But of course, two of those 15 are 18 footers that he inexplicably decided to start making tonight. Here's Corbello with six to go, a little two man game with him and Kofi, perhaps. He shoots from, ah, gosh, out of, co- out of bounds on Kofi. You got to get Iowa in there. Like, what are we waiting for? So we can go down I mean, five yeah, or six. Yeah, but he hasn't been effective all night. So yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but that's still your best shot here because Adam Miller's just standing and running, and Demonte's just there. So essentially, you got Trent, Kofi, and uh, Curbelo are your only actual op- options on offense right now. I'm surprised that Grandison's not in there, but I'm guessing you got them. You're going to have him in for the stretch run with five minutes to go. I don't know. Indiana ball six one. And I don't get that because DeMonte's doing nothing. And, and Grandison, I know a stat sheet isn't huge tonight, but like, okay, and a foul, of course, on Corbello. So is he out? 
as the earbud comes out of my ear. Good Lord. This is just a... I really sound like one of those Muppet movie critic guys. I, I'm just miserable right now, but I can't be alone. I mean, I know you guys you guys may not be as pissed off as I am, but this is just aggravating. aggravating. Luckily, Indiana's missed some free throws, knock on wood. And he misses the first. Indiana right now, they are shooting 17 for 28 from the line. Wow. So, so that's four on Curbelo and four on Io. Okay. Uh, so who do we bring in? Tyler Underwood? Io's in. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good. All right. 61-58 Indiana. 5.30 to go. Here's the second free throw. It's up and good. Okay. 62-58. to 58, 5.30 to go. Georgie is... Oh, no. Georgie's got four fouls as well, but whatever. 5.30. At this point. Yeah. No offense, Georgie. Just not a good... No, Adam's got four. What? Did he just foul? On yeah. offense, he missed a missed a three and then fouled. Okay, I don't get how is that a foul if two guys are going for the ball? And oh my goodness, this is an absolute travesty of a game. Now on all fronts, like and I listen, Illinois could like, be up four right now, and I'd still be saying that in a different tone. I'm sure, but this is bad. Well, let's just start thinking what we're going to call this podcast. Regardless of win or loss, this is the stupidest game we've ever watched. Let's just call the podcast the stupidest game ever played. Would that work? The worst game ever played. Yeah, that's good. It's kind of like a spin on that golf movie, the greatest yeah. game ever played. <laughs> the stupidest game ever played. 63. What's funny is it's on both sides. I mean, it's annoying that you have three starters in foul trouble. But Lander has four, Finnessy has four, Durham has four. It's like everybody's getting fouled. Five twelve to go. Uh, Demonte's still in there. Grandison is not, but Georgie is. You know, and I'm not trying to pick on Demonte. I'm just saying he's a non-factor on offense right now. And Grandison hit the first shot of the game, but he's only been out there for about 15 freaking minutes. For what reason? I I'm not if sure. He uh, re-aggravated his shoulder. I'm just totally speculating. What no Grandison? Idea. Yeah, because he had a shoulder and a sling, and then he said he was good to go for Iowa. Yeah, God. Seen zero. I don't know why we've seen zero second half minutes from him. If that's not the case, but Trent with a huge three. Okay, sixty four, sixty one, and Trent is your third leading scorer again. And that was one of the keys I thought for the rest of the season was Trent becoming that third option. And listen, if it's only Trent, I or Kofi shooting the rest of the game, that's fine with me. I don't want Adam Miller taking another three pointer. Period. Just run around, and you got one more foul to give. But stop shooting threes. And I know he can't ask a guy to do that, but you cannot let him be the one to take the shot now. I mean, let Trent be that guy. He's clearly still got the hot hand. Turnover from Indiana. Guys, don't forget, Indiana will do stupid things. 64 to 61, 428 to go. You know what else is frustrating is that this win really helps Indiana for the tournament because they're on the bubble right now. Well, that's assuming, Isaac, they win. Uh-huh. True. <laughs> I'm trying to trying to keep that little sliver of optimism here. 64-61, Indiana lead, 4.15 to go. Io trying to get something on the top of the key. This is Trent for three. It is up. It is good. Trent with a monster game again. He's on some kind of heater right now. 64 all. The bench is feeling it. Indiana's probably thinking, oh, God, we're going to do stupid things again. You got to hope that's what it is, guys, because, Trevor, consider. If you're an Indiana fan, you're thinking, oh, God, here we go. That's what it yeah. is. That's what their fans are thinking right now. They have reason to. So Illinois got to close this game out. All right. This is Durham up top to Christian Lander. 
Trace Jackson Davis, Kofi on him. Help from Adam Miller. The three from Christian Lander is up. It is a brick. Uh, do you like that help from Adam Miller, Trevor? It worked out there because the guy missed the shot, but do you think that's what you should do at that point? No, I didn't like him sagging off of the guy who's hit a lot of threes tonight. Trace Jackson had a long way to go there if he was going to get to the basket. Uh, but it worked out. He missed the three. So here's Illinois with the ball, 320 to go. Georgie. Prince your offense right now. You know, guys, it must be something wrong with Grandison because Georgie wouldn't be out there otherwise. There's no way. Trent with a three. How? He gets he fouled. Down. Holy moly. Well, he, I'm telling you, stupid things, guys. It's Indiana. Can you imagine how frustrated we would be if we would have just fouled somebody standing 30 feet from the basket? You know, I think Trent may have. I need to see that replay. Oh, wait. That was a made one. Let's check this one out. That was contact for sure. Quite a bit of it. So we have a break with 310 to go. 64 all. And Trent going to the line. Someone okay. just tweeted it's taken 132 minutes to play 32 minutes of basketball. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, that's that's bad. And this is what's that's the, an extra a hundred minutes. Yeah, yeah. And listen, at the end of the day, it's normally what 120 minutes for a 40 minute basketball game for college. Ideally, it's two hours. And that is telling you that for every minute you play, there are two minutes where you are not playing. What was that ratio you gave again, Trevor? 32 minutes, minutes for 32 minutes. I mean, that's about... Uh, that's gosh. like 6,000 seconds, right? I mean, that is about three minutes for every minute you play. Every minute of gameplay, that's about two and a half to three minutes of just nothing. Right. Just watching them stand or watching the officials review something. So you could have watched what's what's a what's a guys, I could have watched I could have watched two thousand one a space odyssey. I could watch two thousand one a space odyssey or there will be blood or any number of epic movies in the span that it would take to watch this game. Which right, by the way you could also watch an hour and forty five minute movie and not have missed a minute of actual game action. Ah, yes, that is true. That is very true. You know, it's funny because we, uh, Jeremy and I often joked at 93.5, he did not like There Will Be Blood. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. And it seems longer than it is, which normally is a bad thing. But it's like, uh, you know, two hours and 20 minutes, two hour, 25 minute movie. 2001 A Space Odyssey. You would think that thing would be three hours. No, two hours, 25 minutes. And, but it's got that epic scale. But in the time that you could watch a truly epic all-time cinema classic, we are watching Illinois, Indiana on a very cold February night in 2021. And uh, hey, I will say this, guys. Yep. It's going to be just as memorable. We won't forget this game. A movie that, a movie like that that I have carp is Django because I love that movie. It's long. But though. every time I watch it, it feels long. I think, I think it's about, what, two and a half hours or something? It but is. That movie that is movie, two hours that, and... That, Two hours and 40 minutes. And the thing with Django, and I love Tarantino, except for Hateful Eight. I really did not like Hateful Eight. See, I like that movie. And I, I it's weird that I do because I've run into no one else who does. You know, for me, I love Westerns, Trevor. So I, I think my expectations going into it was a Tarantino Western, even though I knew That's it was in fair, one set. It was more of a eight characters in a room thing than like a, a Western. Yeah, it, it just dragged on to me. And I think that trend started with Django, which I really like Django. I think Inglorious Bastards is a lot tighter, even though it's two and a half hours. Django is like two hours and 40 minutes. And it has 
the the last thirty minutes of Django, even though it's kind of fun, uh, it's like a second ending, and it goes for a while. So yeah, I, I like Django, not my favorite, but uh, that little Tarantino diversion. I like that, even though my favorite Tarantino movie, guys, Jackie Brown. It's one of the quieter movies, but that one holds up. I'd recommend it. That's a great one. I really like that movie. When I watched it, I thought, why does no one talk about this one? Because this is a good movie. Uh, Over the years, it's grown in stature. The People list that up at the top with a lot of his best stuff. And it is. It's fantastic. Plus, it's got the guy who uh, will take care of your problems with the Hoover vacuum. Robert Forrester, man. Great character actor. And and Pam Greer is so good in that, too. And the whole cast. All right. So Trent's at the line here. I like that diversion. That got me out of a bad mood. Here's Trent. First free throw. That got me back into a bad mood. He misses it. But he has been good, and I trust Trent to make these two here. Two more to go. I think the opening scene of Inglorious Bastards might be my favorite scene in a movie ever. Back to the free throws. Uh, Yes, he makes the second one. And I will say the best thing about Inglorious Bastards, there are set pieces in that movie that are quiet, but the tension is ridiculous. So you mentioned the opening scene. The other one is the barroom scene. The tension is just ridiculous. As Trent makes a second free throw, third free throw, two out of three, 66, 64, three minutes to go, an eight-nothing run for Illinois at the absolute best time that you could have an eight-nothing run. Illinois is in the bonus, but they'll be in the double bonus with the next foul from Indiana. Indiana is in the George, double bonus. Uh, Georgie. That wasn't a foul. That wasn't a foul. That's pretty bad, yeah. I mean, and, and it was called, guys, if I Holy. believe from someone on the perimeter. It wasn't even called from the guy down down low, was it? I'd have to see the replay here. No, but it it was the guy, the guy standing by Archie Miller. He's going to call what was holding the jersey when he can't see if the jersey was being held. He didn't touch his jersey. I know, but I'm saying he was anticipating that, and that's absolute BS. And listen, there's been a cavalcade of awful referee uh, officiating calls tonight, but someone just fouled out when he literally didn't touch the guy. Unbelievable. You feel bad for Georgie because that's not his fault. He has a lot of moments. You know, he has a lot of moments where you're like, "Yeah, hey, that's good," and then he has a lot of moments where you're frustrated with him. But so you, for, you hate you to see for. something like that, especially to foul out and that be foul. Race Thompson makes his first, of course. Momentum killer. You know, you mentioned that Trevor from yeah. the very outset of this game. Every time that Illinois is like, yeah, yeah, we, we got this. No, no, no. Let's let's stop the game. No, no, no. Let's call a phantom foul on Georgie after an eight nothing run by Illinois. And it's not a conspiracy or anything. It's just bad officiating. All Unbelievable right. tie game. Sixty six. That it. Why Io's gone? All Holy right. cow! I'm a little bit behind you guys here. So Io. Oh. Wow, cool to see the All-American can't get calls here. I, I need to see this replay because the guy was pretty close to the circle. Oh. But the fact that you don't get a makeup call after what happened before, you know, if we're keeping, keeping tabs here, that's bad. That's wow. awful. So we're going to lose this game potentially because they foul out our best player on a garbage call and then they award Indiana two points based on a phantom I mean, foul that didn't happen. You go from Trent, who you assume is going to hit three. So you go from assuming you're going to be up three to he misses one of them, which whatever. And then there's a phantom call on Georgie. And then you go from being up three, essentially to tied in like 10 seconds. So I don't score in the second half. I don't think. Nope. Well, guys, this is going to be the Trent Frazier game. It has to be at this point. 
Uh, is Corbello out there or is he fouled out too? Okay, Corbello's out there, Adam Miller, Kofi, Trent, and DeMonte. You win this game, guys. That is a lot of moxie from this Illinois team. Almost gonna a turnover from Indiana. You're going to get a hilarious lineup combination here if Corbello fouls out for <laughs> okay. the clutch minutes. Well, you'd, the then you'd probably, I'm not even kidding. I mean, you'd have to put Underwood out there if Grandison can't go. You'd have to. You, I guess you could go small with like Trent, Adam. You go Coleman Hawkins and put him on Race Thompson, I guess, but he hasn't played at all tonight. Not saying right, Tyler right. Underwood hasn't either. The fact that we need it now, okay, I, this is so fanboy. Oh, look at I was cheering his team on. Well, that's what you do. But okay, it's good to see that he's still engaged there. Timeout from Underwood. And uh, Grandison is healthy enough to at least high five people. Hard to know if there's something else going on there because he'd be out there at this point, I would think. Unbelievable, guys. Tie game. They're going back to the last time Illinois beat Indiana at Indiana back in 2010 with one of my favorite Illini, Dimitri McCamey. We've reached a point where I can't even be mad if they lose. <laughs> like, I feel all like all the extenuating circumstances stacked against them. I'm not even like my, my takeaway would not be, oh, man, another step backward. You can't lose this game. Like, I, I it would be so much other surface level stuff. Oh, hey, go ahead. Isaac. I just said. Two separate friends text me that aren't even Illinois fans and say Illinois is getting screwed. I think so that's uh, our yeah. I mean, there, there's still two twenty to go, and here, here's what I'm hoping. Right, all this stuff that we've seen, one of the crazier games that we've seen, and thinking, okay, well, if this happens to be a special season, what would the narrative be? And that is somehow you win this game. You know, uh, you can imagine the narration here as Corbello tries to take it to the rim. He finds DeMonte. Okay, we got Trent with 15 to go. I'm just saying, if you win this game, I can just picture the postseason. Trent with the three. It is up. No good. I like the shot. That's the guy you want taking it. Two minutes to go. Got to get some stops. But that would be it. This would be the game that you won and you overcome, uh, overcame insurmountable odds. And uh, we'll see if they can yeah, do that. Yeah, I just, none of the narratives are gone, though. You'd think the Northwestern game would be the turnaround. You'd think the. Right, right. You know, I agree. I don't know. So far. And that's why I thought the Iowa game was going to be the turnaround where, oh, okay, wait, wait. We're legit. The first two months were kind of a hiccup. But we have Indiana with the ball. It is a take to the rim. It is no good. And a rebound by Adam Miller. Nice board. Good defensive set right there. 130 to go. Slow down, Trent. Slow down. Andre with the ball. 20 on the shot clock here. Over to DeMonte. Over to Trent. Wide open three. It is up. It is no good. Trent, baby, you got to make that. Get up. Why are you falling? That was the most open three I've seen Trent shoot, I think, in his career. Almost too open. It's but like they deliberately said, it's like, all right, we're going to be 20 feet away from you. And, and that would mess with anybody's head. But he well, misses it. To your point, Carp, I mean, talk about dumb. <laughs> the hottest three-point shooter on the team with a minute left in the game, you leave him with nobody within 10 feet of him. Uh, guys, I mean, I, I think to win this game, he, you need a stop and you need a two-man game with I. You need a two-man two game, excuse me, with Corbello and Kofi. I think. Because Corbello's drawn fouls pretty well. Now, there's always the chance he gets his fifth foul on a charge, the way this game's going. But first things first, eight, 108 to go. 21 seconds left in the game, 66 all. One timeout for Illinois, two for Indiana. Double bonus for both. Next Indiana foul will get them to 10. Oh, boy. By the way, Wisconsin rebounded well against Penn State tonight. And I don't mind guys playing Wisconsin after a win. I wouldn't want to face them after three straight losses and have their season on the line. And then you get you know the absolute angriest Wisconsin team that you can. 
on Saturday. Jumping the gun a little bit. We got a game here, but yeah, I'm, I'm too annoyed and focused on this to think about that. No, yeah. I hear you. I hear you. What time is it? Good God, ten twenty-two. I listen. I'm not pulling the old man shtick, but my first class is at seven fifty in the morning. So you know, you wake up pretty early, and this. I know no matter how this game ends, I'm not going to go to sleep right away. I'm like that's not going to happen. I've got some snow to shovel, so I'm I'm hey. prepared to uh, either do it uh, happily or angrily. What does a happy snow shovel look like? Just whistle while you work to sort of... <laughs> That's a good question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I'm focused when I snow shovel. I just don't know if I'm ever happy when I do it. And, and then if you're angry, I'm I'm excited to see what an angry snow shovel would look like. 66 all, 105 to go. If it's okay, guys, leave uh, reactions because you're a little bit ahead of me. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis misses it. Okay, get the board. We got the board. 56 to go. One timeout left. Don't take it, obviously. Save it. Interested to see what happens here. I'd love to see a two-man game with Curbelo and Kofi with 50 seconds to go. 20 in the shot clock. Pick up top from Kofi. Curbelo almost loses it. Got to call timeout. No. Do we got the timeout? Okay, we do. Curbelo... uh, (laughs) Trying to get creative, and that could have been dangerous. But you got the timeout, but that's it. No more with 42.5 to go and 16 seconds left in the shot clock. I don't like that Indiana is going to have the final shot, probably. Well, that's why Curbelo was trying to go fast on that drive. Two for one. Score, get fouled, Uh, get a two for one, but now you're not going to get that. I think that you still can, though. Um, And I'm interested to see you come out of this inbound, which I'm guessing is going to be on the sideline and not the baseline, because I don't think he was deep enough to be a baseline. We'll see. Well, you, you could, yeah, you're right. You could. I mean, it'd be minimal time on the back end of the, on the second half of that two for one. You'd probably be looking at like eight or seven seconds. But you're right. I I know this is risky because Kofi's not a good free throw shooter. I still think you got to yeah. feed him. I think you have to. I mean, you know, the the other options are Trent shoots a three and he can make it. He's missed the last couple, um, but I trust him. I guess to take a shot if it's in rhythm and if it's open. Curbelo can take it himself. I think Curbelo taking it and opening it up for Kofi is still your best option. Oh man, I got yeah. I got the, I got the leg shakes. Do you guys ever get that? The leg jitters. Like my body is really tight right now because it's like, oh my god, please win this game. After all of this, if you somehow win this game, that's more of a stomach thing. Okay, pitting your stomach feeling. Yeah, Isaac, what's your what's how does uh, anxiety manifest? Or nerves manifest my, for you. My hands and feet get really sweaty. Like I can rub them together as if there's lotion on them. That's how smooth and I sweaty see. they are. <laughs> my hands are just cold right now. Everything's cold. All right. 66 all, 42.5. Remember, guys, no audible reaction if that's okay. Because um, I think you're ahead of me here. Of course, we've got another d- delay as the officials are talking to themselves about God knows what. Okay, here we go. Crubello to inbound the ball. We have a foul. Wow. So no time elapses and a foul on who? That was dumb. It was Finnessy's fifth, so he's out of the game. <laughs> that was about as dumb as you could get it because now you are going to get a solid two for one if Trent can make these free throws. He fouls Trent? Oh, my I God. I think so. Yep. That's right. Well, another stoppage in play, guys. And to remind you during this stoppage of play is Rob Finnessy fouls out. 
Dpedo, I'm on a dpedo.com. Listen, you might need to stress eat after this game. You might need something to avoid an ulcer. And I would recommend a calzone from Dpedo to calm those nerves and help you get to sleep tonight. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzone, $6 premium and construction zones at dpedo.com. Real quick thing for Rector Construction and Isaac, I think they'd probably be able to do this. If you put a hole in your drywall tonight, I get the feeling that Rector Construction could probably fix that up for you. So rectorconstruction.com. Appreciate them being a new sponsor of the 200 level. First free throw is up for Trent. It's going to be double bonus here. It is up. It is good. 67-66. Both teams in double bonus. So Illinois can't do that whole thing where you foul to keep them from shooting a three or something like that. But first, you got the second free throw for Trent. It is up. It is good. Okay, two timeouts for Indiana. I would assume they come across half court and take a timeout. That's exactly what they're going to do with 40 to go. Hey, let's, uh, it's been long enough. Let's just drag this one out a little bit more. That was so dumb by Indiana. Unbelievably dumb. The guy with four fouls, and I know fantasy hasn't been affected tonight offensively, but the guy with four fouls, fouls before you even inbound the ball, right? (sighs) When Corbello was about to get called for five seconds. I mean, my gosh. I will say for those out there, if I, I feel like I'm not fully myself, and that's a mixture of things. It is the frustration of this game. It is, I think, feeling a little bit of the fatigue, which they say is one of those things from the Pfizer vaccine is a little bit of fatigue and kind of like achiness. I got a little bit of that going. And man, you mix that with a game that is just two and a half freaking hours long. And you add the nerves at the end of it. And I'm just like a ball of anxiety right now. Ball of nerves. What are the odds they say. call a foul on this possession? At least seventy <laughs> percent. You know right? what? I actually think low. I'm going to be an optimist. I actually think that they're going to get a little bit scared to blow that whistle. Uh, I'm anxious to see. I got to think they're going to go Trace Jackson Davis here. Sixty-eight, sixty-six. So, guys, remember uh, audible responses if you can keep that on the DL. We got thirty-nine seconds to go. Two-point Illinois lead. Twenty in the shot clock for Indiana. Take it to the rim. It is up. It is good. So Illinois will get the last shot with 30 seconds to go. There's no timeout. We'll see if Indiana calls a timeout to set their defense. They will not. So this is it. A shot to win it. Um, guys, I know you're ahead of me a little bit. If something good happens, just react. How's that? Otherwise, don't. 15 seconds to go. Corbello with the ball. We'll see when he takes his... 10 seconds to go. You've got to be kidding. Curbelo. Kofi misses it. Uh, they're going to call a foul on Andre Curbelo or a timeout? I think I'll timeout. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, hey, this game's already been two and a half hours long, so let's in all oh, likelihood go not, to... That is not the shot you want. I mean, I, I understand it rimmed out, but like when have you ever in his <laughs> career seen Kofi hit like a mid-range teardrop floater? I think Kofi thought there was less time on the clock than there was. Yeah, there were three seconds left. And you know, that's what I I like. I wanted Curbelo to do two man game with Kofi. I think that Kofi just found himself a little bit out in no man's land, and he thought that there was more time than there was. I would have loved to just try to feed Kofi down low, and maybe he gets fouled. You know? Yeah. I don't like five more minutes without Io. No, yeah, yeah, but you know, don't don't give Indiana too much credit. Somehow, Indiana couldn't close the game out when Iowa wasn't out there to begin with. So, 
It, it's uh, like a mini Baga a few years ago when Trent went nuts and sent you into overtime, and then we know how that ended. Now, here's a question. Do, do the fouls carry over? Would it be double bonus all of double uh, of overtime? I think so. Yeah. Hey, Trevor, you might know this, too. So our last couple points where they fouled Trent on the inbounds, shouldn't we should like shouldn't we get the ball back since it was on an inbounds play or is that not a thing? You mean instead of the free throws you get the ball or like free throws and then you get the ball or did I just make that up? No. No, you made that up. <laughs> well, in fantasy land, I guess. All right. 68 all and of course they went to review this and they did nothing. It's still 0.5. They literally did nothing. Again. SVP, SVP's show is 90 minutes. We're going to lose his entire show. <laughs> oh, my God. My sleep app just came up. Your alarm is set for 6 a.m. Well, I'm going to be like, hey, first hour. So uh, a little bit bleary-eyed and not in the mood to do anything today. So here's a YouTube video. I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Oh, they moved it to 0.6. Okay. Here's the inbound from Indiana. Man, that really looked like a could have been a foul. It should have been. Jesus. Wow. What the and hell? Of course, like, see, TV's not going to show us it because they don't want us to see it. So Trent gets the steal. Now we're going to an ad for pizza. And listen, screw pizza. Get a calzone. Don't buy this crap. Get dpdo.com. Use coupon code MIKE for $5 calzones. That was, you know, listen, bang, bang. And maybe the foul would have come after the point six had elapsed. But it looked to me like Trent got the inbound, went up in a shooting motion, and had an arm come across his arms, which I think qualifies as a foul. But I don't know. Maybe I'm oversimplifying things. I'm going to take a quick bathroom break. Be right. All right. As you do that, <laughs> this is, this is, I mean, listen, regardless of what happens, Isaac, the name of this podcast is the stupidest game ever played. This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. If, oh my gosh, even if we do win this game, I think I would rather get kicked in the gonads like 15 times before rewatching it. I like the use of the word gonads. I haven't used that in a long time, but it is severely <laughs> underused. And you know what? I would at least take one of those over this game. I'd probably take a few because if you had told me at 8 o'clock that I would still be watching this garbage at 1030, I'd say, I, I don't want to. I just don't. I like Illinois basketball. I don't like this. And no, and it's not been, it's not been a great performance from Illinois. I understand that. But it's really difficult to play a good game when you have these constant interruptions and absolutely no way to get into a flow. And if anything, that was going to play into Indiana's hands because they're a team that slows it down and they play good defense and they don't have much of a transition offense to speak of. So you eliminate that. I know that Illinois has not been their own, uh, own best friend here. In fact, they've been their worst enemy in a lot of ways, but I think that the external factors here, Isaac have just made this damn near unbearable. And, it, I know there's a lot of factors in this game, but the fact that Io had one of his worst games of the, his career, and I don't know if Io's ever fouled out. I don't remember him fouling out before. I don't either. So it's just such a wacky game, and you're going to need somebody to step up here in the end and just get out of Bloomington with the win. If you can do that, then just forget about it and move on. Indiana wins the tip. Here we go. 
455 to go. And the five that you got the rest of the way, it looks like are Adam Miller, Andre Crubello, Trent Frazier, DeMonte, and Kofi. 20 seconds in the shot clock for Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis up top here. This is Al Durham off the pick. Not much going there. Good job by Crubello to recover. If Crubello fouls out, you're in trouble. Here's a pick up top. Crubello comes over it nicely. Race Thompson with the charge, and that's a big one there. So Adam Miller, great job there to set himself. The ball is stuck in the rim. And I've never seen layup do that, I don't think. Hey, here's the good news a with metaphor. that foul. Here's the good thing with that foul call, guys, is that the possession arrow would have come into play there if there was no foul call. So if mm. there is a jump ball, you will get the possession. If there had not been a foul called on that, all of a sudden you get the ball anyway, but then Indiana gets the possession arrow. Just saying, if there was a jump ball here late in this game, and God knows the way it's been so far, there might be. Maybe that plays a role here. I'm going to hold on to that. Uh, Trent Frazier. the ball to Kofi. With the ball over to Adam Miller. Adam Miller, 15 on the shot clock, so they reset here. 4.15 to go. Here's Curbelo looking for Kofi. He gets a little bit of a screen there. No, this is DeMonte over to Trent. Trent with the three. It is up. It is no good. He has not made his last three or four, I think. But he does get in the passing lane there. Oh, man, almost got the steal. He is relentless on defense. These guys got to be toast. They have to be, like, just exhausted right now. Both sides. That stinks because he's had three great looks and none of them have fallen. I know. All of them look great. And and one of them, one of the last two would have been the difference. 3.58 to go. So Adam Miller, so who's coming in for him? Grandison. Grandison's in. So is he not hurt? Well, I, I'm sure the question will be asked after the game to see why Grandison was a no-show for so long. Because I think he would have been a good matchup against a guy like Race Thompson. Okay, so we have 68 all, 3.45 to go. Al Durham with the ball, down to Trace Jackson on the baseline. Kofi on him, Trace Jackson, and it is up. It is no good. Great defense again. Illinois gets the ball. Curbelo, does he have a break here? He does not have numbers. Okay. But he's still trying to do something here. He wheels around the baseline, up to Trent. Trent gets the foul called on Indiana, so he'll go to the line for two. Nice. I like to see Trent atta- uh, attack like that, which we saw last Friday, Trevor. He was much more aggressive going to the rim than before. Yeah, that was something that we hadn't seen all year, and now this is the second straight game where uh, you have seen him do that. Well, I'm guessing he misses a free throw based on that. It is two, so he gets two shots. He's just tired. I mean, he's played like every minute. I can't blame him, but it's still frustrating. Well, the first one's no good. We'll see if we can get to that 69-point mark. Second free throw here. He's four for six tonight. So I am probably a little bit behind you guys here. 327 to go. Second free throw is up. It is good. Okay, so you got one. One is better than none. And God knows Indiana's probably going to be a little bit sloppy here down the stretch too. 320 to go, 25 on the shot clock. Illinois with a one-point lead. And you have a, nope, no three-point attempt. I thought 32 was going to take it there. You got Corbello on him up top with 10 on the shot clock. Trying to make something happen for on offense. Trace Jackson Davis from 18 feet away. No, back up to the perimeter. This number 32 guy. I, I don't even know who he is. Another charge. Grandison draws it this time. Who is this 32 guy? With this, he's got a great flock of hair. Looks like a beetle. 
It's no almost idea. like these referees are like trying to meet their quota for the uh, the month of February on charge calls. I will be interested to see after the game. There's got to be sound clips from Underwood and Archie Miller. I think both that they'll get asked. Okay, guys, that was the longest overtime game ever played because a single overtime game still usually gets over in two hours and fifteen minutes. This thing's going to be damn near three hours. Okay. Oh, bad pass, but fortunately, DeMonte corrals it. We got Grandison up top, top of the key. Now, Trent, 10 seconds in the shot clock here, 237 to go. A pick up top from Kofi. Trent with an 18-footer. It is no good. Indiana with the ball. I really got to wonder, guys, why Jacob Grandison did not play more tonight. This This is when Iowa would shine. I feel like Trent feels like he's got to be the primary shot taker. It feels like it. I want to see Curbelo take it to the rim more. He does. Yeah, yeah, he does. If you're talking about shot shot taker, taker, Adam stinks right now. Curbelo can't shoot. I mean, he's your shot taker. Uh, This is Trace Jackson Davis with, oh, he airballs it. Good Lord. And are we calling out of bounds or a foul on 32? It looks like just out of bounds. I really hate that all I mean a one point lead's better than nothing, but that one point lead because you can't give up anything. Guys, I honestly think if you make one more shot, you win the game. I'm not I'm not even Indiana exaggerating this. Point. In overtime, no, right? I I, I yeah. just thought like what if No, but this is this is the best way to end the game. No one scores again. <laughs> it is a one point <laughs> the overtime. Overtime session is one to nothing. <laughs> that would you know what? That would redeem an awful game. A one-point overtime. It, ha- it would have to be the first time ever. It'd have to be. Okay, Curbelo oh. with the ball. He's taking it to the rim. He gets fouled, so he'll go to the line. So it, he'll have two shots. We'll see if this one-point overtime dream of mine happens or not. But wouldn't that be beautiful? That would just be a perfect way to end this thing. All right. I'm running out of like things to say. I know. I hear you, man. We're, we've, we're still rolling an hour and 25 minutes into this thing. This is going to be great Somebody for the... could just fast forward. Oh, <clears throat> sorry. I'm ahead. The dream is alive. Well, he misses the first one badly. 150 to go. 30 seconds to go in the... 30 seconds on the shot clock, of course, because it's a dead ball. And Curbelo coming up here for the second one. 69 to 68. 150 to go. Second free throw is up. It is good. The dream is dead. But you do have a two-point lead with 150 to go. Indiana with the ball. One timeout for both teams. 140 to go in the game. Al Durham over to whoever. I don't know. I don't know these guys. Uh, (laughs) Trace Jackson back to Al Durham. I think it's Al Durham. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Now it's number two. Number two, trying to take it to the rim. Good stop by Grandison. Back to Al Durham. I'm, I'm guessing that's Al Durham. I don't know. Another pick here from Trace Jackson Davis. Al Durham trying to take it to the rim. Good defense by Trent. It is up. It is no good. And it is going to be a turnover by Indiana. Trent gets it. 115 to go. That's Illinois ball. heads up. That was super heads up here. Absolutely. 105 to go. Curbelo with the ball. Near midcourt. We have Curbelo, DeMonte, Trent, Kofi Grandison, we're under a minute, 10 seconds on the shot clock. Corbello looking for a pick to the left from Kofi. He finds Jacob Grandison, who finds yes. Kofi. Kofi back to, no, Kofi's going to take it up. No good, but a, tr- wow, DeMonte with the steal. So we got 43 seconds to go. Indiana, I don't think is going to foul here. Oh, wait. No. Are they going to say it didn't really? hit the rim? 
They're no, gonna look at it to see if it's a rim. Well, if it, it does, it just just stop right now. I'm, I'm looking right at the replay. It it's like it it is the most obvious thing ever. It clearly hit the rim. Let me tell you why this might work to our advantage. So if it hits the rim, let's say, and, and Trevor, you say it does. That's good. <laughs> you get a stoppage in play, and you keep the timeout. So you get a drop of play without using that last timeout that you have. That's good. That's a break. If that's the fact what that we're. Looking, it's a joke. We're 41 seconds away from Indiana not scoring in overtime. Well, and here's the key. I think, again, I, I mean, I said before, if you just score a bucket, you win. I didn't think that, you know, one single free throw from Andre Corbello would be the thing to ice it. But you get a bucket here, you feel great. Obviously. 41.5 to go. Uh, what, what's the question <sighs> here? Like, it, it clearly hit the rim. Listen, man, we got to stretch this thing till 11 o'clock at this point. You know what's great is that if anyone has, has to commute from Champaign to Chicago, this podcast will get them all the way to the Dan Ryan when they're listening. I hope tomorrow. not. All right. So, and man, Kobe, had, there was a lot of contact there on Trace Jackson Davis. But you know what? It's, it's kind of funny how all of a sudden they decide in overtime to not call the fouls, except for two charges on Indiana. How about that? Yeah. I know, too little, too late. The officiating's been absolutely terrible. But 41.5 to go, 26 in the shot clock. So they reviewed it, and like usual, Trevor, nothing changed. Illinois will inbound it. DeMonte to Curbelo. So guys, only react if something good happens. Because I, I don't, if you groan or something, I might cry. Uh, 30 seconds to I'm go. I'm just going to mute myself. <laughs> but unmute if something good happens. Okay. Something good happened. What? Whoa. 25 seconds to go. Curbelo finds Kofi. Kofi with the slam. Thank you. 19.9 to go. Hey, Isaac, can you give us a good old patented let's go? Let's go. Okay, <laughs> let's say that. My, okay, so my parents are actually watching it downstairs. I'm up in my room. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't really heard them the beginning until now. And sorry, I'm out of breath. No, I get you, man. They, I just heard them scream, so I just assumed that either something bad happened to like a family member or something good happened for Illinois. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I got to say, like, I've been kind of slap happy all night, as I mentioned to you guys, just the way I was kind of feeling coming into this game. But this is truly like we are not going to forget this game for better or worse. Yeah. We are never going to forget that fateful night in Bloomington where we watched, I'm trying to think like we need to find on Wikipedia, like the worst epic movie ever made. Like Pearl Harbor was a terrible movie and it's three hours long. This is the Pearl Harbor, not the movie, not the actual event of basketball games. But hopefully in this one, we are the Josh Hartnett Wait, no, who dies? Josh Hartnett or Ben Affleck? I forget. Well, anyway, 72-68, Indiana with the ball. Trent gets in there. Does he get the steal? He does not. Indiana with the ball. They feed it down low to Race Thompson. Race Thompson, it is up. It is good. So 7.2 to go. Indiana is going to have to foul. And you just need to get this ball to Trent. Um, maybe Curbelo. Can we not do anything cute here with the inbounds? Yeah, I agree. After what happened the other night. Keep it simple. All right, so that was a man. Trent was so close to picking that, and it just that's okay though, because you know what? They wasted I mean, a lot of time. What was it like? Twenty-one seconds. I mean, they wasted almost all of their time because of that deflection and the recovery. Well, here's the simple fact, right? If you 
get the ball in and you make both free throws, you're going to win. Yep. So if we really boil it down to that, uh, as we have this break here, an hour and 30 minutes into this podcast, we've not had a live pod. I mean, I don't even think the football ones went this long. Uh, reminder, uh, the 200 Levels brought to you by 4th and Kirby. Online at 4thandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200LEVEL for 10% off your order at 4thandkirby.com. So just a reminder, guys, for my own, um, my own ticker here, only if something good happens. Um, I just, if I hear a groan or something, and if this is like Maryland from a couple years ago on the inbound, I'm, I'm going to poop my pants probably. Okay, so we got Curbelo, and he gets fouled with 6.2 to go. Does that count like, as a cutesy thing to do on the inbound? Uh, I mean, listen, as long as you got it in quickly, I, I think it would have been more that when the cl- if the timer starts and then you do one of those things where you like switch who's inbounding the ball after they're already counting to five. Right. That would have been like the cute thing where you get a little bit frustrated. It looks like they're going to put Coleman Hawkins in there after this first free throw to get a rebound if they can. Grubello is going to the line here. We got a two-point lead. Remember, guys, good vibes only. Good vibes only if that happens. Grubello's first free throw is up. It is no good. So we got a big one here. That goes without saying. No timeouts for anybody. Uh, do they put Coleman Hawkins in? They do not. That, oh, no, they don't. And do, and do you foul if you make it? Hmm. I would. I consider it. Second one is up. It is good. Whew, okay. Three-point lead. I consider it. Uh, let some time elapse, though. They do. Hmm. Okay. With 4.5 now, to go. I would have let a little more than that. Because, I mean, at that point, yeah. he's 75 feet away. Maybe you let him get to midcourt before you foul him. But I, I do agree with fouling. I do, too. I, I do. Maybe he didn't want to risk him throwing up a half-court shot and calling the foul. But still, I agree. That's fair. Well, and here's the thing. It had to be Trent because it couldn't be Curbelo, the other guy that's going to be up guarding one of the two guards. Uh, DeMonte probably could have had a foul to give, but if his guy's sprinting down towards the rim, you you just got to have Trent be the one to give it. Here's Armand Franklin. The first one is up. It is good. Now, does he miss on purpose to try and get a two-point field goal to tie the game? He might, and I think you kind of force their hand here. I don't mind if that's the case because I... I Let's see. This one is up. It is no good. Rebound to DeMonte. 2.9 to go. That looked purposeful. It did. Oh, it totally was. And I, I was thinking that, Trevor. We didn't have a lot of time to, to really kind of register that. But with 4.5 to go, you know, I, I grew up with the Andy Kaufman game winner against Iowa with 1.5. And then the Nick Anderson thing was like 1.7 or something. So you immediately foul Illinois down by one. And you still have, let's say, 3.5 seconds to go. I, I think I would have been old school and actually said, make the yeah. shot if you can. No, I agree with you because now, as long, I mean, if DeMonte hits both, it's game over. Game over, right. All right, so DeMonte is going to the line here. 2.9 to go. And the first free throw is coming up. There are two Indiana guys there. Everybody else is back. Everybody else is back. DeMonte's first free throw is up. It's good. Whew. So, okay, that eliminates worst-case scenario. Getting that, that one to drop and go up by three. 74-71, DeMonte, ice it here, baby. Come on now, ice it. Ice it, 2.9 to go. Second free throw is up. It is good. Oh, my God. Thank God. <sighs> oh, my. Phew. In Indiana, 
goes down. Guys, I'm going to say this right now, and I'm, I'm a prisoner of the moment and feeling a huge sense of relief. But Trevor, I mentioned earlier, I want on the post-season or the after-season DVD, if anyone still buys DVDs, this to be the moment where Io Dasunmu <laughs> fouls out with four minutes to go, and Illinois was facing their fourth loss of the Big Ten season. But instead, and then... I don't want to overblow it, but that's that's huge, Trevor. That's freaking huge to get that win, given yeah. all the things that went against you. Yeah. I mean, heading into overtime without your All-American player, two of your other players have four fouls. And Indiana basically, for all intents and purposes, barely scores in the overtime period. Your defense steps up, uh, along with Indiana doing some stupid things themselves. But the fact that you were able to pull out that game uh, I think says a lot, as, as frustrating as that was, because that is not a set of circumstances you write down on paper and say your team is going to win. No. Uh, Isaac, we're giddy right now, and I'm not going to keep you guys too long because I, I do need to get get uh, some rest for my early start with the kiddos tomorrow, but uh, I say sense of relief. It's more than that. They had to win tonight. I don't think any of us would have predicted this is how they do it, but the fact that they won it in this manner, man, that is... That's some character points right there for a team that I think we've questioned maybe sometimes their consistency. Yep. They got it done. I mean, holy crap. Driving on the floor, all that stuff. Sorry, go ahead, Isaac. I don't think anybody thought this was going to be a blowout. I mean, I would have been really surprised if Illinois would have blown Indiana out. All of these games are always close. And this game, the chaos and the weird things that happened made some of your other games, this made the Northwestern win look normal almost. I mean, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, you're the right. You're absolutely you right. Went, you went to overtime. Io, who, again, I don't know if he's ever fouled out, fouls out. He only has 10 points. He doesn't score in the second half. It's just crazy back and forth. Trent gets a technical right away for nothing. Um and it says a lot. I mean, you've proven that you can overcome just about everything. So I'm much happier when they win just solid games where they play 40 minutes like they did against Iowa. But, hey, sometimes in these crazy seasons, you got you to gotta fight and go against adversity. So how about Saturday we just play 40 good minutes and win by 10? A lot easier to do that after a win. And you get three days off. I, I love the timing of it. Kind of like I love the timing of tonight, Trevor. And that didn't quite work out. But I think all the external factors of the officiating and just the lack of flow. Now, the question, guys, after it's a huge win, it is. Do we still call it the stupidest game ever played? I think we still should. I mean, that was a pretty dumb game. Yeah. I'll make I mean, sure. Doesn't necessarily, I like, I like it doesn't it. necessarily have a negative connotation to it. It just means it was stupid. It was stupid, and I'll make sure in the description of the podcast, this is big. This is a huge win for Illinois. They had to get it any means possible, and they did. And uh, even though I won't get to sleep right now. they would be embarrassed. They, they, I mean, absolutely. seriously, both sides, unbiased here. That was a joke of a refereed game. Yep. Every, every stoppage mean, that amounted to nothing, every foul called that just elongated this thing, to ridiculous proportions. The Big Ten office, they need to have a discussion because last Friday was the best of the Big Ten where you had a two-hour game with a great pace and a great flow between two top 15 caliber teams. And then you had this on national TV, on ESPN. Why would anybody that's a casual fan, Isaac, want to tune into a Big Ten basketball game now? And Dockich, after the Trent technical, he said something like, that's just idiocracy going at the refs and stuff. 
which I know Dokic is known for saying bold things like that, but, but holy cow, did he know what he was in for? It this this game reminds me of you know the SpongeBob thing when uh, it just says three hours later. So <laughs> yeah. um, Fourth and Kirby tweeted that out actually, and it was perfect. Okay, I mean, yeah, well, great think alike. But um, yeah, it's I'll sleep a lot better, but. I got to stop sweating. My heart is just out after that one. Well, Illinois right now is eight and three in the conference and they are still setting themselves up. If they beat Wisconsin for the biggest game in a long time against Michigan next Thursday, so much on the line. So that's why Saturday's game is big because it was, it's Wisconsin, of course, but it's also big because it really sets up what could be a monumental game against Michigan that can really change the conversation when it comes to the big 10 title race. Guys, I'm going to let you go. Trevor, I hope you have the most pleasant snow shoveling you've ever had in your life. I, I think you might at this point. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm with you that I don't know what happily shoveling snow looks like, but I will report <laughs> back to you because I'm about to do it. And uh, Isaac, if anything, apart from the game and how great that was, the fact that you said you started watching it hardcore at eight um, was w- one of my other favorite moments in the night that was just full of a lot of oddities and, and things I don't think we'll ever forget. Yeah, in in case my mom or anything's listening, sure, I meant sure. that strictly about uh, sports centers. So absolutely, just throw out there, whatever. <laughs> Always nice to throw that qualifier out there, guys. Awesome job tonight. Uh, hey, I could hang out with you for hours more, but uh, it is a school night. So I will see you guys on Saturday afternoon. No coffee needed. I'm kidding, Trevor. I'm kidding. You know what? I'm no longer making fun of those jokes. I feel like I could go for a cup of joe right about now. Absolutely. I could I could go for one, too, because at this point, I'm not going to sleep anyways. Guys, have a great rest of your night. Thanks so much. Hey, adios. See you. All right, so that was Isaac Ambrose and Trevor Valise and what was the longest, at least basketball, second half postgame show. Good Lord. Um, again, apologies if there's been moments tonight where I've seen seemed frazzled or kind of out of it. I think that those after effects of the shot, which I'm super lucky and super happy to have taken trust me but i think that fatigue was really kind of settling in and i was kind of slap happy for most of that second half and illinois won oh my god (laughs) we're never going to forget that game and for a lot of bad reasons but i think the big takeaway is the positive reason which is that this team when they lost io when he fouled out and georgie which georgie wasn't great but listen they eventually were running out of bodies and somehow they got this win that's gutsy. And Indiana's not a good team, but they aren't a bad team. And they, I think, had a night where they could have beaten you. Refs aside, Indiana was playing well enough, well enough tonight to have beaten you. And they even took you to overtime without your best player. And he got it done. And that's what big boys do. And this is a game that I think, if Illinois continues to be in that Big Ten title conversation, you know, winning a game in this manner, not going to say it completely offsets a loss like Maryland, but boy, it, it goes a long way. Because you had no business winning that game tonight with all the things that happened, and you did. So kudos to this team. It's going to be an easy ride for them back from Bloomington, and they should let this soak in and take tomorrow off. Alani, take tomorrow off. Alani fans, if you can, sleep in. I can't. But you know what? It's a lot easier to be sleep-deprived and slap-happy when you're coming off a win. Kind of like during playoff baseball. Those games always go until 1130. You're kind of used to that. And if your team wins, it's okay that the next day you're bleary-eyed and you have a hard time waking up. So much easier to deal with that after a win. Illinois, 75. Indiana, 71. That feels good. 
Got to thank our sponsors to, uh, for the 200 level. Of course, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Use coupon code Mike for $5 calzones at dpdoe.com. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com. Use coupon code 200 level for 10% off your order at fourthandkirby.com. We also have State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. For all your insurance needs, brianismyguy.com and Rector Construction. Appreciate them hopping on board here with the 200 level. They are the reliable roofing, construction, and remodeling company of Central Illinois online at rectorconstruction.com. Sleep well, Illini fans, if you can. That was the Lawrence of Arabia. Actually, no, that, that was actually a good long movie. This was the Pearl Harbor, the movie, of basketball games, and you just happened to come out on top. So let's take it, run with it, 8-3 in conference, and a chance to set yourselves up for a Big Ten title if you can win the next two games. All right, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy. We'll see you soon. It is the 200 level.